0: Irish Illustrated Insider is sponsored by VisitSouthBend.com. Is it time to check a Notre Dame home game off your bucket list? Has it been too long since you've soaked in the game day atmosphere in person? Whether it's for the first time ever or in a while, start planning your trip to South Bend to watch the Fighting Irish with ideas and inspiration at VisitSouthBend.com. Welcome to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider. We are talking recruiting today with 24-7 Sports' Tom Loy. Tom Loy. Tom, we appreciate you joining us here. It's a uh, it's a huge weekend on the field for Notre Dame. It doesn't appear that it's quite as big of a weekend recruiting wise, which I think would probably surprise a few people since it's Clemson. Um,
1: to what do you attribute that, Tom? Um, I think it's a little bit about Marshall and Stanford. I think that they've lost a little um, a little juice, a little momentum. When it comes to especially the underclassmen, obviously we know the 23 class is nearly complete, just about done. They got a few small pieces here and there. They're trying to finish up with, but really that class is about keeping the guys in the fold. But I do, I think that they, and I think that the the feeling is um, that's the feeling inside the Goog as well. They they uh, they lost a little momentum when they lost to Marshall. They try to get it back, and then they they drop a tough one to Stanford. That they a game they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have lost, and they haven't looked all that great this season everybody knows it and I think that that's just kind of hurting them a little bit you look at the Georgia Tennessee and I know we're not talking Notre Dame Clemson is not the same as Georgia Tennessee right now on paper but you look at that visitor list there's a couple of those guys that if you beat Clemson I mean I'm sorry if you, if you beat Marshall you beat Stanford and your only loss is to Ohio State I gotta think a couple of those guys maybe like a Ryan Wingo is back at Notre Dame you know checking out checking out the Irish but there's just I think it really is a momentum thing. It's a little disappointing when you look at it, but again, for this for this class for what they've brought in in 23, the nice additions they have in 24, if you can come out with a strong performance this weekend, I think that's really what it's all about and then keeping a guy like, you know, Peyton Bowen in the fold. That's priority number 1.
0: You know, I would imagine that if you you know, if you beat Stanford, Marshall's pretty far in the rearview mirror, right? I mean, now you're on a winning streak. Yeah. Uh now you're ranked. Um, you know, now there's a whole lot more interest in Notre Dame and Marshall's pretty far back on the back burner. But it is what it is. Notre Dame's five and three. And you mentioned Peyton Bowen. We can talk recruits, we can talk about uncommitted guys, but this is still a guy that is on paper anyway, verbally committed to Notre Dame. And so we get, we're gonna talk about some other guys that'll be in town, but this obviously is the, the biggest one of all for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, this is priority number one, regardless. Like you said, of who's who's coming to town. Um, he is he is the guy, and um, nice thing is he'll he'll get in Friday afternoon, um, and he'll be there with his with his entire family, including his brother Eli, who's a four star cornerback in the twenty twenty four class, and that's that's key, man. They they're going to have to uh, make a big impression. So, really treat him like an uncommitted guy. Who's a first-time visitor, a five-star, and then just kind of really getting back to like understanding, like, look, this is this is why you committed here. This is what you're going to be doing as a true freshman. Um, you know, without guaranteeing a spot, it's it's going to be tough to keep that guy off of, off the field as a, as a true freshman. So um, that safety spot is his if he wants it. Maybe he can add, You know, he can help as a punt returner, whatever the case may be. They need to do whatever they can to check all the boxes and show that the direction, the future, of this program is bright but we need him to kind of, you know, push them over the hump. And so, so like we said, there's, there's definitely some nice talented kids that are coming on campus, but no bigger priority than Peyton Bowen because Oklahoma, Texas A&M, some others, they are charging, they are coming on hard. They need to make a big impression this weekend. Where do you think
0: I'm, I'm asking you to speculate here, but that's what we do in recruiting, right?
1: Uh, I mean, where do you think his,
0: his head is? Cause you mentioned Oklahoma and Texas A&M and, you know things have been rocky for them a, a little bit as well. Certainly, you know, especially for Texas A and M. Where where do, you, how do you think he's viewing these three guys? Because if you if you base it upon who won last week, I mean that, you know I mean that that's a that, that's a up and down proposition in recruiting. But just where yeah. do you think he is as he comes to Notre Dame?
1: No, I still I still think he's leaning towards Notre Dame. I do. I think he's playing a lot of games and he's having fun. And he's seeing the twists and turns and everybody, you know, reacts to every little thing that he does. You know, he had the Oregon headband on last week, you know, he's been wearing Oregon. I mean, I'm sorry, Oklahoma bands, A&M bands, whatever the case may be. He knows that what he does is, is all eyes are on him and, and good for him for having fun with it. He really is enjoying this process. I mean, I talk to him pretty regularly. He's having fun with it all. Um, Some find it like, the the Notre Dame fans and diehards think it's being disrespectful to Notre Dame to each their own. I don't necessarily think it is because if he's saying all the right things to Notre Dame behind this, behind the scenes, they probably don't care what he's wearing to the game. Um, But I know that Chris O'Leary, Marcus Freeman, Chad Bowden, those guys, they're all working extremely hard to keep him in the fold. Um, I think they're pushing the right buttons to this point. I'd like to see them come out with a strong performance, especially defensively um, this weekend, but Um, I really do think he's going to stick with Notre Dame. I don't want to, I'm sure that'll get blasted as soon as he flips, but um, no, I I do. I feel good about it. I think this is honestly closer to the best I've felt about it, but I've said from the start, as long as he comes to Clemson still committed and he hasn't flipped because he's been supposedly flipping for months, he's, you know, here we are November and he's still committed. So I think he'll stick.
0: Will he be wearing Notre Dame gear and Notre Dame? I'll be wearing Oregon
1: this weekend or (laughs) Oklahoma, I'll have a Texas A&M hoodie house divided one of those sweatshirts. I don't know, but I would hope he'd have something blue and gold on.
0: Well, I have no doubt. And I'm sure you have no doubt also that Chad Bowden and company will, will be well-prepared for, for his arrival Friday. Um, now, uh, still talking quarterbacks and, um, there's a baseball football player out there who's verbally committed to UCLA that projects as a first round draft choice. Whereas we all know, um, there's a whole lot of money involved being a first round draft choice in baseball, but Rock Chalowski is that quarterback. And I know that you've mentioned him. People have reacted to the name on our message board. What are you hearing about
1: him as he comes to Notre Dame? So I think we'd be, we'd be, if he didn't miss much of his season with an injury, I think that we would be talking about a kid that's, you know, ranked properly a kid that's had a really good football season, a really good senior year, um, cause when you watch him and you see limited film, limited footage, but like close spotlight footage, cause you can really see some good stuff rather than just kind of watching that huddle that's from the stands or whatever, from the press box. Um, you see a kid with, with a great arm. I mean, this kid's got cra- throws at crazy arm angles. He's he's, you can clearly tell why he's got such a, you know, a hose on the diamond as well. And it just, I like the kid. I don't think this is like the end all be all. This is the guy you'll in 23 and you're good moving forward. Like, I still think you recruit this kid. You recruit a couple other guys. You maybe try to add another guy as well. Like, so maybe maybe two quarterbacks in 23, or you go get Rock, try to sign him, get him away from baseball, and then also hit the portal. Um, whether that helps or not, I still think you go after two 23s if this is one of the guys, because who knows how things are going to work out when it comes to the baseball draft and everything like that. But um, I'm higher on this kid than I think other people are. I know Blair Angulo out West. He's seen him. Um, He seems to like him a good bit um, and he sees that there's plenty of talent there, but it really is going to come down to, um, you know, he's like you said, he's probably going to be a first round pick or at least there's some chatter about him being a first round pick, first round talent on the baseball field. But for some reason, everybody connected at Notre Dame seems to think that they can flip him from UCLA from that commitment. And a lot of people I've talked to be outside of Notre Dame circles believe that it's very real that he doesn't play baseball, even if he's taken at the end of the first round and because whether it's a maturity thing or just, you know, simply not being ready for that spotlight for that moment um, to be a pro, essentially, there's a lot of chatter that think this kid's going to go the college route, which would give him a couple of years, ideally at Notre Dame to play both sports or even if baseball just ends up with him, that's a win in its own right. But either way, that's, that's the guy right now. I know that they're still working on Avery Johnson and, um, not a lot going on there. I mean, this would have been a great weekend to have him, but here, he you know, he's not on campus. They couldn't get Chris bazina Jackson Arnold doesn't seem to be working out. So right now it's Chalowski and and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: I, I'm sure coach Stifler. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a catch for coach Stifler, the new <laughs> baseball coach at, at Notre Dame. And you know, we, Tom, we talked about it, a young kid getting drafted in the first round. It's difficult to turn down that money, but by the same token, that's a rough route to go for a young kid coming out of high school. Uh, I've seen, I, I've seen what you've seen as far as throwing the football. The arm angles, you know, I, I think that's, I think that shows a resourceful, creative quarterback, and um, and he's done some good things. So um, we'll see what happens with him this weekend. Uh, Khalil Barnes, he's a wide receiver from Georgia, uh, verbally committed to, was verbally committed to Wake Forest. Was or still is? Uh, was was yeah. Was verbally committed. Uh, Notre Dame. There there could be a, a, a tug of war among the coaching staff, maybe for who would who would get uh, him on his side of the football. But what can you tell us about Khalil Barnes?
1: Yeah, I like him, I, and I like him as a, on both sides of the ball. I want to say Kevin Sinclair believe liked him a little bit more in the secondary. And I kind of do as well, to be completely honest, but right now they're recruiting him as an athlete, um, a guy that can play on both sides of the ball, receiver safety. And uh, I think Notre Dame is completely okay with that. They just, he's a guy that a lot like Brandon Hillman, like you just want to land and then figure out the position later. And uh, I know Mickens would welcome him in the secondary O'Leary as well. And then, you know, Stucky on offense. So I think that's kind of where it's played out right now, but I think this weekend is he's going to get a look at his top two. I think that Notre Dame's done a really good job recruiting him and cemented themselves as a top contender without even having him on campus yet. Clemson's done a great job; they've had him on campus. They'll probably get him back at some point um, at the end of November for an official visit. And, and I really do think Clemson's most likely the landing spot at this point. Obviously, anything can change. He walks on campus, at Notre Dame gets that feeling. Whatever he wants to commit, but I really think that this is his top two. I think he's going to enjoy the visit. Uh, really, having you know potentially an eye-opening experience at Notre Dame—at least that's what they hope—and uh, kind of see how this one plays out. But I think <laughs> that these are the two teams to, to watch at this point in his recruitment.
0: I would say at the at top of that, the introduction of Caleb Barnes. I said wide receiver, but I do concur with uh, Sinclair on that. I like them better at defensive back. Do you know where? Do you know where Clemson prefers him, or are they just leaving that open-ended?
1: Uh, actually, I don't. I don't. Um, but I think. Good, Goodwin's their <laughs> coordinator, right? Yeah, I think Goodwin's their defensive coordinator, so it's got to be in the secondary. Good, uh, that yeah, Wes Goodwin, yeah, uh-huh. he's their second. He's their, uh, he's the primary or the secondary recruiter, um, and I think Mickey Kahn's the other recruiter for him. So I'm assuming defense as well. That makes sense. Yeah,
0: sounds good. I also understand why Chancey Stuckey would like a shot at him as well, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Caleb Smith, wide receiver, Texas Tech commitment. He's got
1: some speed, Tom. What do you see? Yeah, that's that's it, man. That's what I see. I see a guy that can can do a lot as a as a pass catcher uh, in the return game. He's a guy that he was at. I was told he was at Baylor, I think last year, and he ran a or maybe over the summer. Um, I guess no, it would have been last year. He ran a a laser four four nine. Um, which was impressive as a junior. So I like what I what I see on tape. I like what he's done this year. I think he's a guy that we're we our national teams watching closely to get a, a four star bump or at least, you know, move up in the rankings, right in that four-star cusp because he's had a good season. He's he's electric, man. A, a lot of his highlights that he posts on Twitter and Huddle, they're all in the return game. Him just making guys look silly. And um he he's really, really quick off the line. I mean, he just pulls away from guys. And he gets great separation. So I like this kid. I kind of texted some of our guys a little confused, like why, why we have him in that 86 range. And, you know, I, I, I looked at him quickly and I thought with, when you mix the tape with the production, I thought he'd be in the 90 range is that early, that low, low end four star, but we'll see what happens. But if, as long as he steps on campus as an official visitor and everything comes to fruition and he gets there, then uh, I think he's definitely going to be on flip watch for Notre Dame because I think they're going to do a really good job. He goes back. With Chancey Stucky, a good ways back to when he was at Baylor, so there's a connection there, and he's been tracking him for a while, and they just didn't necessarily know if they were going to have a number or a spot with Tayshon Lyons kind of be being out there. But obviously, I reported last week that I see that one kind of not working out for Notre Dame, and I see him picking picking another school. So right now, as long as he takes the trip, I, I think he's a guy you need to watch closely as a you know in that flip watch category for Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Tom, it sounds like he's coming to campus with Notre Dame being pretty encouraged about the possibilities of getting him flipped.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, You pronounce it Lions. Kevin Sinclair's pronounced it Leons. I'm not – I mean, to us it looks like Lions. I think it might be – I think Kevin has heard that. But that's disappointing to me. I really like that player. Yeah. I saw that you reported last week that that's slipping away. What – where's that going to?
1: I don't know exactly where it's going to go because I know that there was a lot of smoke around Miami but I'm not necessarily sure that they're pushing or have a spot for him right now. Um I know Washington's not recruiting him right now. Texas A&M is probably the the school to watch if he takes it if he takes a visit there and he gets on campus there I could see that working out for them. But right now it's a lot of, a lot of up in the air but I just don't see this one working out for Notre Dame so regardless of the uh, last name pronunciation but but I do <laughs> like you said I really I mean I love this kid. He is one of my favorite recruits to cycle, extremely smart. Like you can just, I think you, I wish this is a moment. I know you don't talk to a lot of recruits, but with somebody who knows X's and O's, man, like you would enjoy the sit down conversation with somebody like this because he's so smart. He's a, he's a great guy to talk, talk ball with. So it's kind of a tough loss for Notre Dame. Good player. Yeah. Tom,
0: who else, uh, as we, as we wrap up here with this short little segment, who else this weekend? I know it's not you know, it's not a jam-packed weekend for for yeah. uh, Notre Dame recruits, but
1: man, it's going to be an exciting uh, situation scenario in Notre Dame Stadium Saturday yeah, night. There's a ton of commits coming. I mean, uh, not everybody, but a lot of them in the 23 and 24 class. CJ Carby be here. Cam Williams in the 24 class. You got Peyton Bowen, Drake Bowen, Adon Schuler, Christian Gray, Jaden Greathouse is a big one. I know Texas is still yes. pushing there, so. It'll be important to get him, you know, back (laughs) on campus around those guys, and um, you know, I just think getting all those guys together is is going to be key. And somebody raised an interesting point at the Four Horsemen Lounge, our message board, said like, I wonder if CJ Carr comes in and sees all these guys that are around him, and I wonder if he wants to make the decision to enroll early. Uh, I'm sorry, reclassify and and not enroll early, but reclassify in the 23 class and come in in the summer. I, I don't see that happening. I think he's he, he hasn't completely ruled it out, but it'll be another discussion that happens this weekend. But it was kind of an interesting point. He's around all these guys. I wonder if he just wants to come in with them. But um, Bronte Johnson's a one from Fort Wayne. He's a two-way guy, receiver, safety that I that I really like. And he's right in my backyard. And he's a tremendous player. I like him more at safety. Just I feel like he can be a true difference maker at safety, whereas I think at receiver, he's just a pretty good one. Um, he's going to come in, you got Braden Lee coming in from Maryland. He's a four-star kid, a cornerback that I really like. And, and a guy that's, you know, a t- ton of talent, Notre Dame's trying to get, get in there. And, um, but they haven't really had much of a shot into this point, but a guy that I think that they could absolutely land, I'm not saying this weekend that's visiting, um, is Aeneas Williams. And he was there on campus for camp over the summer. He's a four-star running back. And I mean, the, the early comparisons are to Kyron Williams and, and rightfully so. I mean, he's he's the real deal. Um, he's 5'10", close to 200 pounds. He's very similar to Kyron in so many ways. And Notre Dame loves that kid. They've, they've done really well at the running back position. They want to keep that thing going in 24. So that'll be extremely key. But I mean, I've, obviously we talked about Eli Bowen coming in. You got to get Pey- Peyton. I think Eli is a little bit less... Um, likely to land at Notre Dame. I know it's kind of crazy to think that the, the brothers may end up elsewhere, but I could see Eli heading elsewhere. I think it'll help if they can keep Peyton. But I, I was told uh weather and things like that. I just feel like he fits in a little, a little elsewhere. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be a fine, fine weekend in terms of guys coming in. A lot of talented underclassmen. Some intriguing twenty-three guys still. To watch, but I think it's really about making sure that the 23 class is locked in all eyes on Peyton Bowen. The rest of the guys are going to be recruiting in, making it, you know, making him a priority. So it'll be a fun weekend from that sense, but um, not necessarily preseason what we thought the Clemson Notre Dame recruiting visitor weekend was going to be, but it'll still be a fun weekend. Tom Lloyd, 24, seven sports. Tom, we'll see you Saturday night in Notre Dame stadium. Thanks guys. Appreciate it.